children are capable of really great things too. And I think we need to help nurture that relationship between children and God and help them to see that Christianity is a day-to-day thing. Welcome to First Person, a weekly conversation with a guest who is making a difference in this world for Christ and His kingdom. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and this week's guest is a homeschooling mom who has started her own children's publishing business. We'll talk with Suzanne Stambolia in just a moment. Our partner in bringing these stories to you each week is the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC's gospel-centered broadcasts are heard in many countries, including China, Russia, Korea, Japan, and the Philippines, just to name a few. And listeners respond warmly to hearing of God's love and offer of salvation. Plus, they are discipled in the Word. Learn more about FEBC when you visit FirstPersonInterview.com. Just click on the FEBC banner at FirstPersonInterview.com. In addition to our webpage, you'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Well, our guest now is a Mississippi mom who decided to write and publish her own children's books. Suzanne Stambolia has stepped out in faith to meet a need her child had, thinking that perhaps other children would benefit as well. And as we spoke on the phone, Suzanne first told me about her family. I have a husband. We've been His name is Stephen Stambolia. We've been married almost eight years, and we have our daughter, which I homeschool. She's four years old, and her name is Scarlett. Uh-huh. And uh, is it true that you like to shop at Goodwill for books for Scarlett? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we live on one income, so we have limited resources. So um, being a homeschool mom, spending a lot of time at home, I would read a lot to her. So um I would go to Goodwill purchasing lots of books, and I would try to scan them as best as I could in the store, because we always try to kind of monitor what we expose her to. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want uh, the books to be enjoyable for her, but we also are always trying to look for books that instill good character qualities and godly principles for living. So I'd be at Goodwill trying to scan the books to see if it was a good match for what we like, and she'd be with me tugging at my shirt or something. Um, so I'd just probably put like 20 or 25 in the cart and we'd leave. And then we'd get home. By the time it came time to read them, I realized that many of these books that, you know, were often bestsellers just contain words that I didn't necessarily want to feed to her. Mm-hmm. Of course, as a mom, I know that I'll have to correct her and, you know, teach her right from wrong in that regard, but they just contained messages and words that um, weren't very wholesome. Mm-hmm. And I just got so frustrated with all the content in the books. So as Christian parents, you developed this burden for your child that she would uh, be exposed to, to godly things, even in the children's books that she was reading. That's true. You know, um, we, my husband and I, both being Christians, we just thought if we're going to sit down and take the time to read something to her, we wanted it to have an impact on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really, we did. We were kind of convicted in that regard, and I was a bit disappointed in the material that was out there and just expressed my frustration to my husband about the lack of Christian material for kids her age. And he is just a really matter-of-fact man, and he was like, well, just do something about it. You know, <laughs> here I am with a, here I am with a, a master's degree in marriage and family because I previously worked as a therapist, and, you know, he didn't even bat an eye when I'm, you know, kind of complaining to him about this issue. He's like, well, just write one yourself, you know? 
And so, oddly enough, that's how it all started. Yeah. Now, of course, there's some good material out there for Christians, but as you survey in general, you, you found that you, you weren't very happy with what you found. What, what were some, without, you know, using specific words or anything, what were some of the things that troubled you about what you saw in the marketplace for kids? Um, well, real quick, there are definitely some good Christian books out there for kids. I just didn't think there was a wide variety, uh, not not like I had hoped there would have been. But what, without using the words, it just um, didn't convey God's messages for um, or principles for living. You know, it didn't teach us to love one another. It didn't teach us to respect our parents and the elders. Um, it, it didn't convey any of the fruits of the Spirit. You know, oftentimes it was the opposite of the way that God wanted us to live. So she was, my daughter, you know, had I read every single book we had purchased, she would have definitely been exposed to the opposite way of living. But I wanted her to be exposed to what God said. You know, in in my opinion, through a book, you can help shape and mold your child. You know, you're exposing them to literature. You're exposing them to a potential way to live life, and I wanted it to be God's way. Hmm. So you felt led of the Lord to do something about this. What What did you decide to do, Suzanne? <laughs> well, uh, as I just mentioned, my husband, um, he's an attorney here in town, and he does, you know, he does well, but we're living on one income, and our money is very tight. We're constantly budgeting and, you know, trying to make sacrifices so that I can stay home with our daughter. But, um, so we didn't have extra money to go towards the project, although he was extremely supportive of it. We just didn't have any extra money to go towards it. Did you understand when you started how much it might cost? I had no clue. Honestly, I mean, I had in my head kind of what I thought it might cost. Um, but we had to pay... Of course, we had to pay editors, illustrators, photographers. All of this added up. I think, you know, I paid maybe the photographer almost $1,000 in the end to take the pictures for them to even go in the book. So I absolutely, although I thought I was prepared, I was clueless. Um, so in order to get the money for um, the book, to get it off the ground, you know, I had a garage sale. I sold everything I could. My <laughs> did, husband... Did you really? <laughs> he, 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 I really did. I can list. Let me tell you, I, I sold my dresser, my drapes from my di- my den. I sold their beautiful silk drapes. I sold those. My husband, he's so sweet. He would always come home and um, lovingly tease me and say, he thinks he's going to come home one day and our bed will be gone, replaced <laughs> with our air mattress. Because, I mean, he knew, he knew I had a mission and I was, I was determined to see it through. In my eyes, you know, Things can be replaced. Of course, there were things. I had a list of sentimental things and really valuable things that maybe not monetarily valuable, but sentimental to us that I was not willing to budge on. But then a dresser can be replaced. You know, a nightstand can be replaced. So I had a garage sale selling a great deal of our personal belongings with my husband's consent, you know. But it didn't stop there, because I've read that you actually went out and started looking for things that you could sell. You were looking for things that people would throw away. Oh, that's the truth, because, um, yes, that happened. My best friend and I were walking in our subdivision, because my garage sale, I wasn't able to make enough, and I still had to make payments for my book. So when my uh, friend and I were walking in our subdivision, 
I happened to notice all the things that people were throwing away. And they were in good condition or, you know, they could have been spray painted and worth value or something. So I thought, I am going to collect all this stuff (laughs) and save it in my garage and have a second garage sale. And it was so funny because a lot of the people that live in my subdivision go to my church and they kind of knew what I was trying to do. (laughs) So they would call me. Listen, I mean, they would call me and say, hey, so-and-so down the street threw this away, and I would rush down and get it. And I mean, I'm telling you, never in my wildest dreams did I think I would have a master's degree, (laughs) you know, driving around picking up trash. And to top it off, let me tell you, my husband and I have shared a car for almost five years. So I would have to go before he, I would have to go and drive and look for trash before he went to work that day, you know, Friday when our trash day was. So it was kind of comical. I mean, I have a lot of funny stories. Uh, I won't tell you now, but just, you know, in hindsight, looking back, some funny things that happened as I was picking things up and, you know, maybe the owners might have been out or something. You know, of course it was trash and they didn't mind, but, you know, it's just comical looking back. (laughs) But there's a lot of people listening right now who suddenly realize they like you a lot. (laughs) 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 Well, thank you. I mean, this project really, I mean... It kind of drove me to no shame because I just really, the outcome of having the book published and starting my own Christian publishing company was so much more valuable to me than my pride. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just I just wanted to get it completed. I wanted to have a finished product that I could share with people that something I could sit down and read to my daughter, something that grandparents could sit down and read to their grandchildren. You know, I just... I was just determined, and that was the only way. You know, when you don't have the resources, you just have to be creative and make a way. That and that's sounds great. <laughs> it just sounds great, and it speaks to your passion for this. But you decided at the outset this is going to be more than just a, a single children's book. You you set up a publishing company. I sure did. And, um, you know, there are a lot of publishing companies out there, a lot of books. And um, kind of what sets us apart or what I hope sets us apart is that we really want to be that safe brand for parents. You know, I know when you go to a bookstore, parents are going to, you know, skim through a book like I do to make sure that it's appropriate for their child. And I fully, uh, you know, expect that. But we want parents to be able to purchase our books and confidently pass them off with um, to their children, knowing that, our books will meet their high standards. We want parents to know that everything in our books is going to be age-appropriate. There aren't going to be any hidden surprises or bad words or hidden um, negative messages. We really want to share God's love, share God's message, and help, help young children to understand who God is and help them to better understand how they can live for God at the age that they are. You know, so often as Christians, I think, you know, I mean, as adults, we think, oh, well, we're the ones doing things. We're, the responsibility is all on us. And we kind of forget that children are capable of really great things, too. And I think we need to help nurture that relationship between Mm -hmm. children and God and help them to see that Christianity is a day-to-day thing. We'll continue this conversation with Suzanne Stambolia about children's publishing coming up on First Person. This is Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. The interview we're listening to reminds me of the remarkable way that God uses those who follow Christ to do great things for Him. 
At FEBC, we broadcast in nearly 50 countries of the world. Our staff always speaking in the local language, sharing the gospel, and teaching the word to millions every day. If you'd like to know more about FEBC, please click on the FEBC banner at firstpersoninterview.com. My guest on First Person is Suzanne Stambolia. Suzanne is the uh, founder of a publishing company. It's uh, it's for children's books, Scarlet Gray Publishing, LLC. And this came as a result of her passion, her desire to obey God's leading and calling and to, to uh, come up with books that would be God-honoring for children. Uh, Suzanne, first of all, uh, your accent betrays you a little bit. You don't, you don't live north of the Mason-Dixon line, do you? I don't. Um, I live in Mississippi. But the, the funny thing is, is so many people that talk to me, they'll say, oh, you're not, you don't really have a southern accent. So no, believe it or not, not there's people here more of a southern draw than I do. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say that so that uh, listeners knew uh, what part of the country you were, you were in. And uh, let's talk more about this publishing company, uh, Scarlet Gray Publishing. Now, you've done two children's books so far? Yes, sir. The first book that I did is Scarlet Gray Joins the Parade, and it's the first book of a series, and it's based. each book will be based on a Bible verse. So Scarlet Gray Joins the Parade is based on Ephesians 6-1, and it basically tells the story of a young girl, Scarlet Gray. I mean, she can't wait to attend the 4th of July celebration with her parents and her best friend. And she's very excited to do this. She promises to follow her parents' safety rules, but the excitement of the parade and her inattentiveness overcome her, promise to obey, and as a result, she gets lost. And I just think that's kind of a story that any child can relate to. Mm -hmm. You know, not actively defiant, but one bad decision kind of snowballs into other bad decisions. And um, anyways, ultimately, the parents are able to explain that she is supposed to obey her parents, and as a result, she's also obeying God, because God tells children to obey their parents. So you launched out with that first book, Scarlet Gray Joins the Parade. How about the second book? The second book is A to Z with the One True King, and I am very excited about it. It um, is for young girls and boys, and it's an alphabet book. So um, A to Z is an alphabet book, and it's ties each Bible verse to the letter. So there are 26 letters and 26 Bible verses, and there are also 26 colorful illustrations that depict the Bible verse. So it helps children to kind of understand the Bible verse a little better with the colorful illustration. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, the letter B, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just in Christ uh, God forgave you. And there's a little picture of a a little boy being hugged by, I assume, his dad because he needed some forgiveness. Right. So, okay. Right. So, uh, what age group have you uh, targeted this for? I would say you could introduce this as young as you choose to read to your child. I mean, maybe even a year old, but maybe up to, say, seven or eight. But the unique thing about this is, is that, say you have a child that's maybe nine that clearly knows their alphabet, but then you also have a child that might be four, the nine-year-old can read to the Mm four-year-old, and the nine-year-old is going to learn without even realizing it. And um, so that's that's the great thing about it. You know, it kind of affects the whole family. Um, I actually had, speaking of that, I actually had a lady email me the other day, and she 
sent me the sweetest email thanking me for what I do, and she said that she had kind of strayed from God, and she was trying to get her life back on track, and she purchased this book <laughs> so that she could read it to her daughter and that they could learn together. Oh. And um, I know, I think it's so great, and I had to tell her that um, my, although I've been a Christian my entire, well, not my entire life, but you know what I mean, I've mm-hmm. been in church my entire life, mm-hmm. and um, it probably wasn't until I had my daughter that my knowledge of the Bible just soared. And I know that sounds terrible, but I think that when we have children, we want better for them, we do better for them. And um, I made more it more of a priority to take time to spend with her, teaching her about the Bible, God's Word, and the biblical characters. And it's something about that bite-sized information you know, it's the simplicity of the children's book that it's just so easy to retain. So yeah. Yeah. although it is intended, it's intended for young young children that are trying to learn their alphabet, but it, it truly will affect the whole family. But you've also included these colorful illustrations, which is an important part of the, of the mix for young children. Uh, be, long before they can read the words, they, they love to look at the pictures, don't they? Right, they do. And, you know, for instance, Kay says, Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. And it has a picture of two girls kind of gossiping, whispering, and pointing to a girl at a school desk with a book and a pencil. And so I think it really helps children to kind of relate the verses to their life today, because um, sometimes, you know, for us adults even, the the Bible can be hard to understand. So for a child, imagine it, it's even that much more difficult. So I think it kind of helps make the Bible verses applicable to their lives where they are today. You know, at seven years old, if I'm a Christian, what does God expect of me? And how can I live that out in my daily life? Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, of course, this book is not to replace the Bible, and it never, ever could. But uh, I'm not trying to imply that. But in choosing my verses, I really tried to pick foundational Bible verses that represent Christianity. I think um, if you have a desire to teach your child God's Word, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I tried to pick the, um, I guess, like I just said, the verses that represent Christianity as a whole. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me talk about uh, what you have learned in the process here, Suzanne, because uh, you've, you've received a definite call from God to do this. You, you, you feel that, right? You, this was what, the, you know, your husband encouraged you, but it was God who was calling you to do this. I do. Um, I don't know if I knew that right in the beginning. I think my husband kind of gave me the nudge, and I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know. But um, as time has gone on, oh, I'm getting teary-eyed. I just truly have felt God's hand on this project. Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, in the very beginning, before my first book was even published, I submitted it, and they reached out and they said, you know, they're um, very well-respected in the Christian community, and they said, we love this. We want to help you promote this. We will in time, you know? And and. At that moment, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. This is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. This is a God thing. So you had you had that sense that this was something bigger than you at that point. Absolutely, because um, a, a little bit on that story, my daughter is always with me. I mean, I'm just kind of the person that, you know, I just want to teach her about life. So when I go somewhere, she just goes with me, and whatever it is, you know, 
some parents, uh, I have some friends that are like, oh, I just need a break. I need, I need some time alone. But my daughter's always with me. And when I was at the doctor's office, which she normally is with me, but she just didn't go this one time, I got the phone call from these people saying, we love your book. This is something we want to help promote. So the fact that they called right then in that moment was just totally a God thing. And since then, I contacted a radio station in Australia. They immediately responded and said, let us figure out how we're going to promote this. Not if. They said, let us figure out how. (laughs) And within five more minutes, because they had copied people on the email, within five more minutes, someone else said, we want to interview you on this. They didn't even have my book in hand. (laughs) You know, they didn't even... I sent an email and I sent a few pictures, but they said, we want to interview you. So I interviewed you, excuse me, I interviewed with them and then they asked to sell my book. And so now my book is being sold in Australia. (laughs) And um, I have interviews scheduled in um, Canada, Atlanta, New York. I'm talking with people in London. Um, Yesterday, people in New Zealand, a company in New Zealand asked if I was available for a phone interview. And, um, that's God. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm working in the morning. Oh, I know. I, mean, I know. You, I know you must work hard at it, but at the same time, you can't. You can't create all those opportunities. Absolutely not. And I mean, I'm, as soon as I wake up, I'm I'm working. I'm like pecking away at the computer. Then I homeschool my daughters throughout the day, and you know that's her time. And then at night, as soon as I put her to bed, I'm start working at it again. <laughs> So it's not falling in my lap. People aren't saying, like, reaching out to me like I'm somebody, because I'm not. But I'm reaching out to people, and God is totally opening doors that I never could. I mean, I cannot take credit for this. Mm -hmm. It is just unbelievable. I mean, I could sit here and rattle off story after story of the wonderful things that are happening, and it's just just amazing. Well, let me ask you this. Given mm-hmm. given what's gone on so far, and and it's an amazing story, but Suzanne, let me just ask you in, in closing, uh, for the person who feels like God may be calling them to do something, to step mm-hmm. out in faith, um, any quick word of advice for them? I would just say, listen to God. Um, never in my wildest dreams did I think that all this would be happening, and often I, I just laugh, you know, just have pure joy to think that all of it is happening. I just can't wrap my head around it. So I just think if God's calling you to do something and you feel it in your heart and you feel the Holy Spirit talking to you, I would just say act on it and step out in faith and God will lead the way. Our guest today has been Suzanne Stambolia of Scarlet Gray Publishing. Her latest children's book is A to Z with the King, and we'll have additional information on our website, which is firstpersoninterview.com. Also at the website, information regarding all of our past interviews, including a number you may have missed on the radio. Online, you can stream any past interview from our archive at firstpersoninterview.com. Or better yet, download our free app for smartphones and tablets, which will allow you to download interviews and take them with you on the go. Just search for First Person Interview in your preferred app store. It's available for both Android and Apple devices. And to leave comments in regard to what you hear in these interviews, go to Facebook.com slash First Person Interview. Once again, that's Facebook.com slash First Person Interview. And a special word of thanks to those of you who are supporting the Far East Broadcasting Company and saying thanks to FEBC for their help each week in putting these programs together. Learn more at FirstPersonInterview.com. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next time for First Person.